This is Michelle Stevenette with Mind Body Boss, episode 49 Resistance and Acceptance. Welcome to Mind Body Boss. This is the podcast for people who know our minds and bodies are connected, they affect one another, and the more we learn how they operate, the more we get to be the boss of our life experience. I'm your host, Michelle Stevenette. Hello, everybody. It's Michelle, and welcome to the podcast. I just want to tell you, for starters, that even though I've been doing this for almost a year, I still get nervous. I still kind of resist. Oh, that's ironic. My This episode is on resistance. I still sort of fight um, recording an episode. Like those, those kind of lower brain parts of me still kind of creep up and are like, no, let's not do this. That sounds a little scary and uncomfortable. Um, so if any of you out there are thinking about putting yourself into the world in some way, uh, just know that's totally normal to feel that way. I do all the time still, even after almost a year. Granted, it's a lot better. I used to have to like really hype myself up and do like power posing stances and stuff like that before I would record. And sometimes I still do, I'll be honest. But yeah, it still comes up for me. So anyways, there you have it. There's the truth behind the scenes kind of makes me nervous, even though like I don't, no one's around me. Funny how like I can still be super nervous. All right. I'm just sitting here at home in the safety of my little room and still get nervous. Anyways, so today I want to share with you some thoughts about resistance versus acceptance. And so for purposes of today's conversation, we're going to explore two kinds of resistance There's a kind that is helpful and there's a kind that is not. And that's the kind that we're going to be talking about mostly is the kind that is not helpful uh, because the kind that is we're probably more aware of than the kind that is not. So the kind of um, resistance that is helpful, we're going to call that work. And the kind of resistance that isn't helpful, we're just going to call that resistance. There might be some other words I'll use because I pulled it up, um, some dictionary definitions that I want to share with you because I think they're helpful. So the definition of resistance that I found is the refusal to accept or comply with something, the attempt to prevent something by action or argument. Okay, so that's the definition of resistance. Refusal to accept or comply with something, the attempt to prevent something by action or argument. And then the definition of work, on the other hand, so this is the type of resistance that I'm going to say is useful. This is an activity involving mental or physical effort. So there's the resistance part, mental or physical effort done in order to achieve a purpose or a result. Okay. So the helpful kind of resistance This is like using a muscle, right? No surprise there. And of course, we're going to call that work. And it's so important to be aware of the difference between the two types of resistance. If we're lifting weights, our muscles experience that type of resistance or work. And with some consistency and time, of course, our muscles grow and get stronger, right? It's a physical effort done in order to achieve a purpose or result. And then there's mental effort as well that's also done to achieve a purpose or a result. So that's the kind of work that I love to talk about. 
That's the kind of work of learning to manage our minds and practice being intentional with our thoughts and how we're choosing to tell our stories and choosing how to act and how to react. And so just like lifting weights, it can still be really challenging, even painful. And with consistency and time, we do mentally grow and become stronger if we're working on these things. We become stronger at being who we want to be, right? Stronger at responding to things and people and events in the world in a way that align with who we want to be, right? Okay, so no surprises there so far. So, But what I really want to explore today with you is the unhelpful kind of resistance because I think we don't really see it a lot of the time because it feels useful in the moment. And so going back to that definition of resistance, it's this refusing or a refusal to accept or an attempt to prevent something by action or argument. And we usually have really good reasons to not want to accept certain things or to really want to prevent something that's undesirable. And so I'm going to start with some pretty simple examples, um, and then we're going to we're going to move on to maybe some heavier ones. But the first example, we'll just use a physical example of this kind of unhelpful resistance. So what came to mind for me was you've probably seen this, or maybe you've even been a participant. <laughs> when I was a kid, my big brother at times would take the palm of his hand and push it against my head like he was palming a basketball, right? And he'd hold me at arm's length where I'm not able to reach him, okay? You've probably seen someone do this before where the person like me, that's the, I'm the little person, I'm struggling and swinging my arms and big brother just stands there at arm's length, just cool as a cucumber, totally unaffected by all of my wily attempts, right? to try and get at him and if you're the one being palmed like me like a basketball no amount of effort or resistance is helping right (laughs) and I could totally wear myself out exhaust myself expend all my energy engaging in this completely futile attempt or refusal to accept or trying to prevent something right clearly and totally unhelpful it's doing nothing except expending energy and It's exactly the same as if I was trying to push a rock wall away. Like it's not going anywhere. It's really unhelpful to refuse to accept a rock wall (laughs) or to try and prevent it from being there. Clearly unhelpful, right? So I want you to kind of use that physical example as a visual in your mind as we get into some of these examples that are not physical. I want you to consider how we might mentally be sort of refusing to accept or attempting to prevent something or just having this big energetic fight over something that we actually have no control over, okay? We really do often resist circumstances and we think that it's useful and we'll sit there and fight and expend our energy when it's really not useful. It can be such a misuse of our energy. But we think that resisting something will give us some kind of power because we're doing something, we're expending energy. And so maybe we do feel somehow a little bit powerful or in control. But if we're just simply resisting something because we don't like it or we don't agree with it, then what's actually happening is we are giving our power to that thing outside of us. We are giving up our power. We are expending our energy and giving it all away 
to something outside of us that we don't like or we don't agree or we don't want. Just like I was giving all my power to my brother, I felt like I was being powerful and useful, but that energy was totally misdirected, right? Okay, so here's the examples that we're going to go through about how this might show up in our lives without realizing that we're fighting something that's so unnecessary for us to fight. So again, I'm going to start with some kind of light examples and then kind of move on to maybe some heavier ones. So the first kind of a light example is like spilled milk or ice cream cone that falls, right? If we're in a resistance mode because we don't want the milk to spill and we don't want the ice cream cone to fall on the ground, then we of course experience resistance if that's kind of the mode that we're in. And it is going to feel like an expenditure of our energy attempting to prevent something that we didn't have control over. And it doesn't feel very good. And yet we might not see that there's another option. And so we've got spilled milk. And so even though we might clean it up, if we're totally flustered and resisting the fact that this happened, we're upset about it. We might think that that's giving us some kind of power to do it in that flustered manner, but it's just an expenditure of our energy. We're actually giving our power to the spilled milk. We didn't keep our power at all, right? Okay, let's talk about family members who might be upset. I think this is a super common one. <laughs> we see somebody in our family who's upset or in a mood or something like that, and we, we don't like seeing our loved ones upset. It's uncomfortable. And so we, our natural instinct often will be to just resist it, resist seeing them upset because, well, we love them and we want them to be happy, right? And so we kind of resist the fact that they're having negative emotions, we're refusing to accept it, we're attempting to prevent it, <laughs> we have no control over their feelings, right? But we think that our resistance is coming from a place of love, but actually it's coming from our own discomfort that we're trying to solve. We want to feel better and we think that if they feel better, then we get to feel better. And if they're upset, then we have to be upset, right? Doesn't that make sense? But the problem is if we are resisting our loved ones or family members' negative emotions, then guess what? We also get to experience the discomfort of negative emotions and refusing to accept whatever it is that's happening. We're giving our power to that circumstance outside of us. We are spending our precious energy on something that it's not in our control. It's not, we're not achieving a purpose or result, right? Like maybe we just need to let them be upset and let them have whatever feelings they're having and just be okay with them not being okay. So this is something that I have um, experienced uh, or learned. Okay, hold on. This is this, this is the story. <laughs> I've been able to get to a place where I feel like if my daughter or my husband or whoever is upset in some way or experiencing a negative emotion, I've been able to separate myself a bit and like find that piece of like, it's okay for them. That's appropriate. They need to feel that way right now. I don't have to feel it too. I can love them and be compassionate and all of that, but it's okay for them to not be okay. Right? So I'm like, phew, that feels so much better. But then... <laughs> This is what happens. So maybe this, and this has gone both ways between my husband and my daughter, <laughs> where 
will just say she's upset over something or whatever, and I'm at peace with it. Okay, it's fine. She can be upset. And then my husband will be like, she shouldn't be upset about this. She doesn't have good reason to be upset about this. Or it goes both ways. Again, I said, sometimes it's the other way around. Or my husband will be upset about something. And then my daughter will be like, he, does, he shouldn't be upset. Like, this is no big deal. Why is he upset about it? Right? And so then I find myself resisting the fact that the other person is resisting the other person. <laughs> There's like another layer there. And then I'm like, oh, I'm doing the same thing he or she is resisting the other person and I'm just resisting them, right? So I've had to then learn like, okay, I guess I need to learn to be okay with both people not being okay at times, <laughs> right? We resist other people's resistance. Okay, so there's that story. What about something like disease or illness or cancer? Obviously, we don't want to be experiencing that for ourselves or any loved ones or anyone. And so it makes perfect sense that we would really resist this diagnosis. We would want to refuse to accept it or attempt to prevent it, right? And it feels really useful to resist it. And we use words like we're going to fight this, right? And, I, and I'm not suggesting that we don't do all the things to help our bodies cope and to treat and to heal ourselves and to up our odds of regaining health. But what I'm wanting to point out is the argument, like does arguing with it help? Is that useful? It's really not, right? If we are all wound up and upset, we're really just giving the circumstance more power, right? It's giving my big brother who's standing there at arm's length, just amused at watching me trying to fight, right? It's expending energy in a way that doesn't serve us or really have a useful purpose, right? What about things like uh, car accidents or divorce or like tragedies in the news? Like nobody wants to accept those things, right? there's a piece of us that really wants to refuse to accept that something like this has occurred or we want to try and prevent something that we actually have no control over. And we experience so much resistance and struggle struggle, and just arguing about circumstances and it might feel super useful. And I'm not saying you can't feel that way, but I just want you to notice that when we think that those things shouldn't have happened that are outside of us that we have no control over or that people shouldn't be doing what they're doing or that people should be doing something that they're not, like all of those types of feelings is, is resistance. It's a refusal to accept or to argue with it. It's just an argument, right? And there's lots of things outside of our control that we really would love to have control over. Our brains think that this kind of resistance is necessary, that it's useful and we should keep it and that there's some power there. And that if we don't resist, then, then that means we're just throwing our arms in the air and being victims. And that's not what I'm saying at all. So just to be clear, I'm not suggesting that we simply roll over or be a doormat or just let life run us over and do nothing, especially about circumstances that are challenging. I'm not suggesting we give up. What I am suggesting is that there is a really powerful choice available to us that lands between the spectrum of resistance and giving up. 
So if resistance is on one end and giving up is on the other, our power lands in the middle and it's still a version of work. It's still effort that we're doing in order to achieve a purpose or a result. And this choice is to accept. And that might sound backwards, but here's the truth. The work, in fact, little segue, the mental work that Byron Katie, if you know who that is, that she teaches is called the work. There is mental work involved, but this is a way of using our energy that helps us to achieve a purpose. It's putting our energy in a useful place. So when we accept instead of resist, it's not the same thing as giving up. It's simply allowing the things outside of our control to be. Accepting is finding peace with things that are outside of our control. It's having hope and faith that God is still good. Accepting the things that we have no control over, ironically, gives us control because it gives us clarity of what we do and do not have control over. And when we understand that circumstances outside of us are just that, they're outside of us, That is when we can let go of trying to control the things that we simply can't. And at the same time, it redirects our energy to what we do have control over. And what we have control over, ultimately, is how we want to tell all the stories, how we want to think about things, and who we want to be, given whatever set of circumstances we find ourselves in. That's it. We need to accept and allow and just release our aversion to the things that we simply can't control. So do you see some ways how we might sometimes use our precious energy in these futile ways, just resisting the things that are outside of us? And when we give all of our attention to something we have no control over, like all of my attention to my brother holding me at arm's length, we actually become whatever it is that we're giving that attention to. So if our attention and that resistance is just focused on other people's anger or other people's hate or other people's frustration, then guess what we end up experiencing? Our energy will then be spent experiencing anger and hate and frustration. But when we release those things that we don't have control over and learn to own what we do have control over, We get to use our energy to work on a purpose or a result that is in our control. It's still work, but it's not the same as those futile attempts of control of things outside of us. This is how we learn to access and experience peace no matter the circumstances. And this is how we learn to love with no conditions, unconditionally loving all people, even the ones we don't agree with, we can experience love. And this is how we learn to experience being enough and having enough and that there will always be enough. This is how we learn to use our power within us to create for ourselves the person that we desire to experience, the person we desire to be. So just like that well-known serenity prayer that you've probably all heard, What I've described is really how we learn to have the serenity to accept the things we cannot change. It's how we learn to have the courage to change the things we can and how we learn to have that wisdom 
to know the difference. That is where our power really lies. We accept, we do the work, and we do that rather than resisting or refusing or arguing. It's simply some mental work, but that is where our power really lies. All right, thanks for joining me. Hey, did you guys know that if you want to get a little thought nugget each Monday, I send a little text message out with an inspirational thought for your week, just a little pocket-sized inspiration. So if you'd like to be on that list, text the word Monday to 484848. So text the word Monday to 484848. Message and data rates may apply. You can always reply stop if you'd like to opt out, but that way you can get a little, little message from me every Monday. All right. Thanks for joining me here on the podcast. I'll be back again next Wednesday. Thanks for being here. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, would you mind sharing it with your friends and maybe even leave a review to help others find this podcast? That would just be terrific. For information about working with me, please visit my website, michellestevenet.com. That's michelle, S-T-E-V-E-N-E-T-T.com.